He said, you know, you did something that's unprecedented. You want every single area along the border. One, not to, I didn't go to 30% or 20%, you know, which was a lot more than Republicans had done. We won. And he said, not since Reconstruction. I said, you can, you define Reconstruction as the Civil War? I asked that question. He said, yes, not since the Civil War has Okay, happened. we're listening to President Trump's keynote address at the Hispanic Leadership Conference in Miami, Florida. We're going to continue this in the war room to its end. He said, I don't know beyond the Civil War, but he said, not since Reconstruction has anybody done that. You can look at the numbers. It's incredible. And we're continuing that. And I think we're even more popular right now, Bob, with the Hispanic population. Hispanic Americans are really uh, first and foremost in so many ways in our country, the job they've done. They, they want great jobs. They want rising wages. They want safe neighborhoods, outstanding schools. They want drug-free communities, all of which require a policy of strong border security. And if you want uh, drug-free, you know what you have to do. We're going to talk about it in a second, but two years ago, we had the strongest border American history. Now, I believe we have the weakest border anywhere in the world. I don't think there's a third world nation that has a border where millions of people are allowed to pour in. If they had to use rocks and stones, they're not going to let it happen. We have millions and millions and nobody has a clue where the hell they're coming from. And as you know, the communities most affected by illegal immigration are the Hispanic communities and the Hispanic people knew that. The pollsters didn't know that. The writers didn't know that. They may have known it, but they don't write it. So we expect that anyway, because we have a very dishonest press. Very, very dishonest. Hispanic American. Now the cameras start to go off. Those red lights. They go, here we go. Let's turn off the cameras. Hispanic Americans understand that there's nothing compassionate about empowering human traffickers and child smugglers who extort, rape, abuse, and even sell migrants into slavery. There is nothing virtuous about surrendering America's borders to transnational gangs and murderers and criminal cartels. Tough people. They're making a fortune. By the way, they're making more money than the biggest people on earth. You know, you look at some of the big businessmen. Oh, I have such respect. These people are making more money than all of them because of our stupid government. Stupid, stupid government. Some of our nation's closest neighbors are being literally destroyed by these gangs and these cartels. An estimated 100,000 Mexican civilians have been horrifically murdered or disappeared. It's the most, uh, it's the most unsafe country right now, sadly, in the world, Mexico, at the hands of the drug cartels. I get along very well with your president. I have a very good, he's a, he is a socialist, but you know what? I still, I, Really liked him. I got along with him fantastically. I think he's a great gentleman, different persuasion, but a great gentleman. But he's having a tough time with that. And uh, hopefully he's going to get it. But he's a good man and he wants to get it. But not to mention the millions of people harmed and killed by their deadly poisons coming out of a lot of them coming out of China. And I had that pretty well stopped, too. We were stopping the fentanyl. I said to the president, you have to stop it. This is like an act of war. We're going to lose 250,000 people, in my opinion, this year to drugs. Not 100,000 that Joe is here. It's been 100,000 for 20 years. It's going to be 250. There's no war like that unless you get into nuclear war and we're in big trouble because a thing like that could happen. If we're so stupid, a thing like that could happen. This is one of the greatest assaults on human life and human dignity of our time. It's happening at the border, what's happening with the drugs. It's being inflicted upon... Mexico also and other nations of Latin America at the hands of the drug cartels and their allies in the Democrat Party. They're allies. Democrats' open border policies are funneling these vicious cartel billions and billions of dollars, the money with which to oppress and massacre and terrorize innocent people in other countries. And it's so preventable. We had it at a level that would have been by this time, I think we would have wiped them out. I was told that somebody leaked. You know, they leak when they get paid a lot of money. They're great Trump people. And then they say, we'll give you a million dollars if you want to say something bad. You know, when they want to write a good book, nobody's interested. When they, then they say, well, we'll pay you a lot of money if you say bad. Well, and some of them go over to the dark side. They'll say, I'll take it. But they leaked that I wanted to hit the cartels with missiles. And... Everybody, he just said, why not? Yeah, who stand up? Said, 
And everyone said, oh, what a terrible thing to say. And then a lot of people said, well, that's a good idea. They would say, that's a good idea. No, they, somebody leaked that I wanted to do that. I won't say, I don't comment on things like that. It shouldn't be leaking out, but people get paid a lot of money. You know, in other administrations, nobody cared. There was a lot of leaking in all of them, I think, Pamela, but, you know, nobody really cared. When they leak on my administration, uh, some people think it's so glamorous, it's so great. So it's a little bit different, but no, they leaked out that I wanted to hit him with Patriot missiles during the day when everyone's in there working hard, when the when the guys that are taking billions and billions of dollars a year are counting up their cash. Under my administration, we declared war on the cartels. That was a war, and it was a very effective one, and it would have been over fairly quickly until this horrible result happened in the election, partnering with 22 nations in the region. We achieved the largest surge of military assets in the Western Hemisphere and in modern history. I sent the Navy, the Coast Guard, and the Air Force to intercept narco traffickers. Nobody's ever done anything like what we did. Never got, I don't think it ever got written about what we did on the seas because they started to having a hard time at the border with the wall and with the fact that I got Mexico to put up 28,000 soldiers to guard our territory while we were building the wall. They didn't want to do that, and they said, we're not doing that. We wouldn't even think about doing that. I said, that's okay. We're going to tariff all of your cars at the rate of 25% a year. They said, we would love to give you soldiers free of charge. It would be our great honor to give you the 28,000 that we just rejected under no circumstances. They said, under no circumstances will we do that. I said, all right. And I had the order done, signed. On Monday morning, this was a Thursday, I said on Monday morning, 25% tariff on all cars. You know, they stole 32% of our automobile making business. I said 25% tariff on all cars coming into the United States. And they said, uh, we would uh, be greatly honored to provide the soldiers for you. So we had 28,000 soldiers in a period of about two days. I was impressed. I didn't know they could mobilize so quickly. The next time a Republican president has the chance, we must once again make it an urgent national security priority to crush the cartels, show them no mercy, and to end their reign of terror once and for all. Or we're not going to have a country either. Here in the United States, you know, they spend all their time on nonsense, the FBI, on horrible things, and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Let's, let's raid Mar-a-Lago, but leave the cartels alone. How about that? Think of, think of this. I'm just thinking as I'm speaking. You don't mind if I go a little off script? No, but think. They raided Mar-a-Lago, but the cartels, they, they have their own Mar-a-Lagos, and those are fine. Leave them alone. Let them continue to destroy our country. Think how sick it is. Think how sick it is what's happening in this country. We're a country of investigations. We don't talk about greatness anymore. Everybody gets investigated. So all they do is investigate. And it's very much a one-way street. I never liked it because I thought it was very bad for the country. But honestly, ultimately, it comes on the other side. It comes on the other side. People say, gee, we remember. It's terrible. But these cartels, nothing's happening to them. But they go after politicians. They go after people that are fighting like hell on the vote. They don't do the people that defrauded on the vote. They do the people that question and show proof that there was a fraudulent election. Those people are persecuted, but the people that stole the votes are left alone. You look at Philadelphia, you look at Detroit, you look at Atlanta, you look at these cities that were so corrupt, nothing happens. But the people that question the corruption, they get investigated and go through hell and they try and ruin their lives. Here in the United States, we must also impose the most severe penalties for drug dealers who during the course of their lives, I don't know if you know this, will kill an average of 500 American citizens, anybody but American citizens in this case. Think of it, a drug dealer, an average drug dealer will kill 500 people during the course of his life by selling drugs. And that doesn't mention also the fact that so many families are being destroyed. I just tell this one quick story. You hear it at the rallies, but it's uh, such a, uh, I think it's such a great story because I got to be very friendly with President Xi and a lot of them. I give you an example. Putin would, would have never happened. You would never have Russia right now in Ukraine. You would never in a million years, it wouldn't be there. 
so sad when I see all these people being killed. It's got to it's got to stop. They've got to negotiate a deal. But it's got to stop. But it would have never happened. But I was with President Xi of China, very powerful man, very strong person, very smart. You know, when I call him smart, the press says he called him smart. Well, he gets 1.5 billion people with an iron fist. I guess he's smart, right? Maybe more than smart, Linda, right? But uh, they get very upset when I say that people are smart. But he is, and I was with him, and I said to him, perhaps in his opinion, somewhat naively, President, President, do you have a drug problem in China? No. He looks at me like, what kind of a stupid question is that? Of course. <laughs> 1.5 billion people. Do you ever know? No. Uh, why do you ask? Well, I was just curious. We have a drug problem. Partially caused, as you know, by China. They have a drug problem. They make drugs for the United States. Okay, that's their drug. I said, don't do that anymore. But I said, do you have a drug problem? No, no, no. He said, uh, what do you attribute that to? Quick trial. And he said, okay, tell me, what's a quick trial? If somebody is caught in China selling drugs... He is given a trial quickly, and if guilty, they are immediately executed. And drug dealers decide that they don't want to sell drugs because China's had massive problems over the centuries with drugs, with the opium, you know. And they were taken over by weak nations in some cases because everybody was drugged out. They saw what happened. So they give the death penalty, and I'm calling for the death penalty for drug dealers and human traffickers, and you're going to stop crime in this country at a level at a level that nobody will believe. Crime will go down, in my opinion, over 80% in one day if it's a meaningful death penalty. You know, now we have blue ribbon committees composed of Pam Bondi, Linda McMahon, and other people that are very good. And then some people that aren't very good. Some people, socialites, lots of people. People that are doing it because they want to get the name in the paper with these people back there. But uh, it's... Uh, they don't care. It's just, there's nothing you can do. The only thing that's going to stop it, there's only one thing that's going to stop it, the death penalty. If somebody is selling drugs, in a meaningful way, but selling drugs, they get the death penalty. And as President Xi said, they've decided they won't sell drugs. In China. Same in Singapore. Singapore, very rich, but they have a very strong death penalty for drug dealers. And they, uh, they don't, nobody sells drugs. They go someplace else, like the United States, where you don't even get put in prison. Nothing happens. With the help of countless Hispanic conservatives joining in our movement, we will restore the rule of law. We will restore the values of God and family and country, which is what we all want. One of the first things that we must do when we have Congress and the White House is to stand up for parents' rights. Can you imagine, I'm saying this, can you imagine 10 or 15 years ago, 20, say we have to stand up for parents' rights? I mean, parents' rights are under attack. But can you imagine, you, I guess I'm a politician, you know, I'm supposed to be like, I don't consider myself a politician. Maybe it's the reason I've done well in politics, I don't know, but, <laughs> but I don't consider. But think of it, I'm standing up for parents' rights. You'd think that like parents' rights are automatic, right? But that's what we have to do. The radical left, Marxist educators, and they're all over the place. It's shocking. Where do these people come from? Have no right to raise your children or to push their perverse racial and sexual and political material into their faces and put it onto our youth. We will not let these lunatics destroy the American family. We will not let it happen. And I had it largely stopped. I had it stopped. I had it stopped in the military. I had it stopped in the military. First day they came back, they reinstituted. We fired all these people. Some of them were making $400,000 a year to teach stuff to our military that was so bad. Uh, we, we were teaching fighting. We were teaching how to fight, how to win wars. That's what our military wants. At long last, every parent in America must be empowered to opt out of the insanity of sending their child to... And you have to do... You have to... You have to be allowed to get your child to go to, because it's insane what they're doing right now, to public, private, charter, religious, home schools of their choice. The word being choice, choice is very important in education, because what they're doing now is insane. We will also keep men the hell out of women's sports.
I tell it all the time. The swimmer whose records are broken by 38 seconds, you know, wanted to break it by an eighth of a second. The weightlifter who gets wiped out by somebody that hasn't really lifted too much. And uh, it's so it's actually very demeaning to women, if you want to know. I mean, one thing I will say, they have records that will not soon be broken. You know, when In the case of the swimmer, I think it was one eighth of a second, looking to gain one eighth of a second after years of working one eighth. And this a person, as they say, in, in a man's body. That's what they use that term. I said, are you allowed to use that term? They said, yeah, that term is acceptable. That's strange. It'll be wiped out pretty soon, so I'll say it quickly, in a man's body. But this person in a man's body uh, broke the record by 38 seconds. I don't think, Linda McMahon, that one will be broken too fast, right, by women. But no teacher should ever be allowed to teach transgender to our children without parental consent. No, nobody has to have parental consent. And we will totally oppose the Biden administration. This, this administration, the Biden administration's sick plan to require mandatory counseling for children who don't use the preferred pronouns, transgender classmates. Most people don't even know what that means. Uh, and it's crazy. Forced indoctrination is not just an outrage. It's a violation of our dignity and our rights. And the Hispanic community has been against that before it started. You have been, you are the easiest group to talk about this subject to. And I don't want to waste a lot of time on it because you're convinced. You're already convinced. You can't let it happen to our children. As we defend our values at home, we must also defend them on the world stage. As president, I was proud to end the Obama-Biden administration's sellout to the Castro regime and cruel betrayal of the Cuban people. And I was greatly honored to be given the Bay of Pigs Award. Did anyone know that? I received the Bay of Pigs Award. That was a great honor, actually. That's right, right? Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. You're looking well? Good. Thank you. That was a great honor, actually, for me. And I just did what should be done. It was, you know, I didn't do it to get the award. It was a, an honor, but I did what should be done. And we had them in a position where they were ready to make anything, any deal, freedom, whatever it was going to take. And now they've been empowered again. So has Venezuela been empowered again. I vowed not to lift sanctions until all political prisoners were freed, freedoms of assembly and expression were respected. All political parties were legalized and free elections were scheduled. I said, I'm not lifting them. And everyone said, oh, you've got to lift them. You've got to lift them. As soon as they got in, they lifted everything. They're now back to square one. It's horrible. The Biden administration has completely abandoned the people of Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela. And that's why we did so well in this area. I mean, Venezuela, Dural, which I own, is uh, they call it Little Venezuela. It's the greatest community, the safest community. What a location. They eased sanctions. They stayed silent. It's brave protesters risked their lives in Cuba. They did nothing as Catholic clergy were jailed in Nicaragua. They were jailed, many, many of them. And just days ago, Biden traded two narco-terrorists, the nephew of Venezuelan dictator Maduro, for five oil executives charged with corruption, a deal that we could have made any time we wanted. When we get the right leader back in the White House, we must immediately return to the policy of maximum pressure on these very sinister regimes. Have no choice. And everyone in this room, because you know the situation, we were knocking on the door. It was going to happen very quickly. They, they couldn't have held out any longer. Now, what's, uh, what's been given back is so incredible. It's been just so sad to see it. But we were knocking on the door, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua. There's so much for our movement to do to save America, the America we love. We need to rapidly expand domestic oil and gas production to restore energy independence immediately, immediately, just like we had two years ago. That'll also help end the war with Russia going into Ukraine. Instead of Biden begging for oil from Maduro, we should be producing it right here in the USA. We should be drilling and bringing it out, bringing it over to Europe. We should be bringing it to Europe, oil and gas. They need it badly. They're going to have a rough winter. You know that. 
We have to abolish all COVID mandates and lockdowns and rehire every patriot who was fired from the military with an apology and full back pay. Right? We should once again require able-bodied single adults to go to work or train for a job in order to receive welfare and other benefits. You get welfare, you work. They're able-bodied. They have to work. Because we're becoming a nation of welfare right now. If you look at what's happening, it's incredible. It's incredible. A lot of people aren't looking for jobs right now because they make more if they don't work. We need to root out the corruption in our politics and the media. Our media is extremely corrupt. These are corrupt people. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And the federal government, and we need to stop the weaponization of federal law enforcement, which goes down to the states, down to the state attorney generals and to the district attorneys. And a lot of it comes out of Washington. We have it in New York with a totally corrupt, horrible human being who campaigned, I will get Trump, I will get Trump. What are you going to do? Well, I don't know yet, but I'm going to, when I get in there, I'm going to find out. It's a disgrace. Pam is sitting here shaking your head. It's a disgrace. And everyone knows it too. Just a disgrace. And uh, let's see what happens. But people campaign, we're going to get Trump. What did he do wrong? I don't know, but we'll find something. <laughs> and I did such a good job. We're adding up now. I said, add it up. The hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes that I paid over the years in New York City. And it's so sad to see what's happened to New York. And we have an attorney general that's just terrible. No cash bail. No cash bail. Doesn't care about crime. I don't think she cares about crime. We have the murder record. We have the rape record. We have every record you can have. And she doesn't even think about it. Letitia James, she's just done such a disservice. And people are fleeing. They are fleeing New York they're fleeing New York State, and that's all over the state, not just New York City. They're fleeing New York State because of crime, and she does nothing about it. Although she did get Cuomo to resign. <laughs> Very interestingly, a lot of people are angry about that, though. You know, people liked Cuomo, some people, and I think they'll probably be voting against her, too. But she is, she ran for governor. And she was doing all this because she wanted to be governor. The only problem was when she ran, she didn't poll. She was about 2%. She had no poll numbers. And uh, she's just a disaster for the state. But you have people like that, and they're destroying our country. We have to stand up for religious liberty, which is under siege, and in particular for Catholics. You know that. And we need to restore, truly, in particular, we need to restore fair and honest elections, starting with banning unsecured drop boxes and private funding of elections. And finally, voter ID. We have to get voter ID. They don't want voter ID, and they don't want to have any form of check, like, are you a citizen of the country? You can't do that. Can you imagine? Now, there's only one reason they don't want that, those things, is because they want to cheat, and that's what they do. They cheat, and they cheat incredibly well. The goal should be same-day voting with only paper ballots. It's a very simple goal. France just had an election. 36 million people voted. By 11 o'clock in the evening, the election ended and there were no disputes. It's really very nice. And if there were, they go back and they recount the paper ballots. But we do things that are just so horrible. And we do them. It's the Republicans get duped. People like Mitch McConnell, they get duped. Together, we will stop America's decline and we will save our great American dream. We have to save the American dream. For the world, we have to save the American dream. Because the world is laughing at us and they're looking at us with ridicule. Unlike the radical left, our movement is not based on selfishly thinking only about ourselves and about the short term. Our movement is about life and legacy and the country that we want to pass on to our, our great-grandchildren and all of, all of future generations. Our country is in trouble. We never forget that everything America is and all that we cherish was passed down to us by parents and grandparents and great-grandparents who worked and struggled and sweated and sacrificed for our future and for our freedom. These are people that we love so dearly and we look up and we say, I'm sorry, what happened to our country? What happened? They wouldn't recognize our country. That is the story of America and that's the story of Hispanic communities all across the land from 
New York to Los Angeles, from Phoenix to Philadelphia, from Houston to right here in Miami. I love Miami. Our ancestors gave everything they had so that we could live in the most dynamic, exciting, and majestic nation in all of history. We will not let anyone take that nation away from us. We're not going to let this nation go. We will not let socialism or communism, we will not let socialism or communism rule our nation, take over our nation and destroy our country. We will not allow America to be destroyed. The silent majority is back and stronger than ever before. I believe that. Two years ago, we were a great nation. And soon, with the help of millions of Hispanic American patriots across this country, we will be a great nation again. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Homeowners, beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free no obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today, take action. Okay, let's let's stick with that shot in the music. I want to hear the crowd. Let's bring the crowd back up, Denver. Let's hear President Trump. It's a big speech today. Okay. President Donald J. Trump, that's a Hispanic leadership uh, conference. And wow, a barn burner. Going through the Hispanic community, how important they are, not just the United States of America, also to MAGA and his presidency and talking about everything that has collapsed in the two years since the illegitimate Biden regime has uh, stolen power, because that's what they did, uh, and really calling it out, went into voter integrity, also talked about a number of things on the economic side. 
uh, many things close to the, uh, the, the Hispanic community, including border security, the wall, uh, how the Democrats have taken advantage of the Hispanic community, talked about how the Hispanic community is going to be absolutely central to um, absolutely central to um, to this election here in the midterm election. Uh, welcome. You're in the war room, a little bit of a truncated uh, version today. Uh, we've got a lot to get through and not a lot of time to do it. Also at six o'clock, have an incredible show coming up. We're going to have uh, the uh, head of uh, Patriot Mobile. Big story in the New York Times today about how Patriot Mobile is making a massive impact down in the state of Texas. Uh, and it mentions the war room in the story. As you know, we've had Patriot Mobile. Glenn Story, the CEO, on, on a number of times. Also have another one of these fire-breathing candidates, uh, Sandy Smith from North Carolina One. The reason we had uh, Sue Kiley on today from New Jersey Six, we have Sandy Smith from North Carolina One. These are hardcore, hardcore Democratic uh, um, congressional districts that have been really Democratic. Pallone in, uh, in New Jersey for 30 years, and I think it's 30 years uh, in uh, in North Carolina, uh, one there's a, a new uh, a young man running for that seat. He's a Democrat, but the old bull that was there, one of the most prominent members, I think, at the Congressional Black Caucus, had been there for many, many decades. He stepped down, and Sandy Smith is a fire-breathing, pure MAGA uh, candidate to have that great turn with President Trump's uh, President Trump's uh, his rally down. I think it was in Wilmington a couple of weeks ago, and she really came to stardom as she stepped up there and gave one of the best speeches. Uh, we're going to try to get, uh, we're, we're talking about Hunter Biden. Also going to give you some breaking news on a scoop. One America, uh, One America News got in an interview with me uh, earlier this afternoon. It'll be up tomorrow, but they tweeted out uh, this breaking news about Twitter and the Twitter deal. We'll get to all that. Also, OPEC and our allies Remember, um, what happened is that we would have had, uh, we would have had, uh, uh, if President Trump said you would never had this OPEC deal, the Saudis and actually UAE, all of OPEC voted for it, 2 million uh, barrels a day. So if we've got, I don't know if we're going to go to break now, if we're going to go to break, we're going to try to get Dave Walsh up here about OPEC, also the filmmaker. Uh, are we going to play, do we have time? We're going to go to break. We go ahead and play the, uh, the, uh, the, my breaking news on Twitter. We're going to go to break? Okay. Why don't we determine what we're going to do? I think we've got a break coming up. If not, I'll just continue to, to meander. Okay, thank you. Great production team here. Uh, let's go ahead and play the... Uh, let's go ahead and play... Okay, let's go ahead and play the uh, my Twitter uh, breaking news over at One America, the clip from Caitlin Sinclair. Can we play that? And I'll comment on it. Um, very close sources. That is because Twitter came back and said, hey... We'll actually knock a couple of billion dollars off the price mm-hmm. if you commit to two things. Number one, not let the Trump and the conservatives back on Twitter that we've already banned, right? Number two, if you may, if you allow the management team to stay. And my understanding is that Elon Musk was not prepared to do either one and said, no, the deal's a deal. If Elon Musk does ever take over Twitter... I think it's it's interesting to to point out now. We'll watch how quickly Twitter abandons uh, their whole movement. The whole private companies can do whatever they want. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm sure yes. we'll yes. we'll see that abandoned yes. quite fast. Yes, Your Royal Highness, I want to kick off by asking you specifically um, a question that I asked to Vladimir Putin a year ago: Are you using energy as a weapon? It was a question that he denied. But there are people in Washington and in the White House who right now are looking at the cuts that OPEC Plus is making, and they are saying that this is an aggressive move by OPEC. And they're very, very curious to understand why this organization that they call a cartel is moving against the United States and Europe. And Mr. Secretary General, to follow on to that, when I spoke to you just a couple of months ago, you said you had an open door policy to European policymakers. Have they entered that door? Are you having those conversations with them? Because I have to tell you, there is a huge narrative coming from the West right now that OPEC, as you say, a band of brothers, but as they would say, a cartel is attempting to hold the world hostage, just as Vladimir Putin has done when it comes to energy prices. Thank you, Joan. (laughs) Question. Which I, I, you know, I take pleasure of answering uh, Hadi uh, with a, a quick, not a big answer. 
Show me where is the act of belligerence, period. Secretary General. Your Royal Highness, um, and back to your question, yes, I did say we have an open door. We have an open door. I'm waiting for someone to knock on that door. That's all I can say. And you're still not getting anyone knocking on that door because a lot of folks would say that by this action, by you, these cuts, you, you, you are ask, endangering global energy markets. You are endangering the global economy. What's the response there, sir? If you permit me, Royal Highness, we are not endangering the energy markets. We are providing security, stability to the energy markets. At a price. Uh, everything has a price. Energy security has a price as well. Okay, welcome back. By the way, if I can tell Denver and my ever-crack team here on the road, what I want to do is I want to deal with this with Dave Walsh on OPEC, and I want to play the One America Scoop again. Since this this OPEC was so long, I'm sure people forgot about that, so let's not put them together. Let's get that ready. I'm going to call for it, okay? Let me bring in Dave Walsh. Dave, uh, our allies, quote-unquote, in Saudi Arabia, and this is not about Russia. This is about Saudi Arabia and UAE and the Gulf Emirates, etc. They put the knife. They put the knife right in us. Tell us about what happened today. Okay, we're embarrassed today by the media, Reuters, and my dear friend from college, Tyler Matheson, on MSNBC, who I went to college with, by the way, claiming that oh, geez, are OPEC committing hostile acts? OPEC is an illegal cartel in the United States of America, Canada, Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand. There are anti-monopoly, anti-cartel laws such as here, the Sherman Act and the Robinson-Patman Act against firms who conspire together, countries who conspire together in acting in restraint of trade. So definitionally, everything OPEC does is a hostile act to consumers and its competitors. Of course it is. What, what's new under the sun about this except the media has just tumbled to possibly this is a problem and that they're not actually an august official regulatory body of some kind as they want to portray that they are. They're not. They're an illegal cartel. Um, globally, it's difficult to enforce our laws globally, but you know, our, our, what we should do, what we did do in 2019, we, we competed so successfully in, in elevating production to nearly 13,500,000 barrels a day, we had them crushed. So here, we, what we ought to do today is join Liz Truss in England, issuing 130 permits in the North Sea, join Norway in elevating their production in a new field, generating 400,000 barrels a day, elevate our production, align with Mexico, align with, uh, with Brazil, align with even Canada might become interested in this, in forming a 28 million barrel per day cartel that fights this successfully and, and puts them out of business, but through elevated production on our side. And you notice that question never came up. Why don't we elevate production as a way forward to beat these guys, which can easily be done, but we're not. We continue to look at let's negotiate with them for our next buy, with Iran, with Venezuela, with Saudi. It's in, insane to be dealing with the very nations conspiring illegally against us. And every act they commit is, is an act of hostility to their competitors and, and, and customers of oil and gas globally. Definitionally, that's not a new question that the media needs to raise today. It's a, it's a fact of since the 70s founding of OPEC. That's what they do. Okay, hang on. I want everybody to understand something here that's going on, and the media is, is confusing it on purpose. The, um, and this is the run-up to the 20th Party Congress. What Putin is doing right now is totally underwritten by the CCP. Every move he's making is totally backstopped by the CCP. The CCP, Chinese Communist Party, has a 40-year output deal with Iran. The CCP also has a side deal that hasn't fully been announced with the Saudis. The Saudis, OPEC is empowered by the Chinese Communist Party. Chinese Communist Party, one, is taking over the landmass, the Eurasian landmass, with Pakistan, with Iran, with Russia, and yeah, they'll throw it in there, Turkey, and some of the stands in Central Asia. This move has got the full backing of the Chinese Communist Party. And this is all to break the back of the West. This, uh, How expensive is this going to be, the 2 million barrel per day? What is this going to do to gas prices, Dave Walsh, do you think? And then how's it going to roll through? I think I saw uh, something on Getter earlier, Dave, that uh, gasoline, there's the premium, super premium, or the premium gas, supreme gas in, uh, in uh, California, I think it was $8.80. Right. People are talking about, yeah. I think, in Vegas, yeah. 
or in Nevada, going by five or six bucks. What is this going to do to the West, this increase, the two million barrels per day? If the no production is kicked up, what will this do to the West? No, I, I forecast uh, Morgan Stanley, Bank America, and Citibank had forecast a few days ago expecting this significant production de- uh, decline by OPEC being announced. The gas uh, oil per barrel will go to about 110 per barrel, which is up 15 to 20 percent from levels in the last week. If that be the case, gas would probably go on average nationally from 420 to 440 a gallon, up about 20, 15 to 20 percent from now. And this will be effective November 1st, by the way, these uh, production declines they've announced. So we'll, we'll see. And we saw it today, um, one, point, one and three quarter percent increase in the crude oil price in Texas today, resulting from, from this already. So, yeah, it should be 15 to 20 percent uplift. Unfortunately, in the middle of these recessionary times when demand is lower, it, this is incredibly sad because this counters all the good, the actions of raising interest rates to reduce inflation. Unless we do something about producing more oil and gas, they'll be relatively meaningless. We, we have got to attack maximizing production, refining in this country, and, and, and beat these guys out of this hostile activity of, of conspiring against consumers globally. We can do this. Well, the one of the reasons they conspire, the, the Chinese Communist Party is in back them, but they also understand we have this radical, uh, almost medieval theology, uh, religion, cult of decarbonization. This is why the Biden administration, nobody West, talks about increasing production. The, the Saudis and uh, Iran, and particularly the CCP, know they have us because you have leaders. You talk about 2019. 2019 is the golden age of the Biden of the uh, 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 the uh, Trump economy. The summer, the fall, and Christmas with zero inflation, rising wages for blue collar workers. Uh, you know, uh, all time high stock market. President Trump talked a little bit about this in his uh, speech to the Hispanic leadership. Uh, conference, but 2019 is also when we really kicked into gear full spectrum energy dominance, not independence dominance. So we're an exporter. Talk to us about how important it is. Not just important. If we don't get back, if this nation does not return to full spectrum energy dominance, we are rapidly going to fall out of being a first world country. Dave Walsh. Well, and the fact of negotiating with OPEC members for buys in Kingdom Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, instead of producing, elevating our own production, which is way possible, get these permits issued, get the production moving ahead. This is the way forward. 2019, we again, we had OPEC on the run. It was basically a neutered organization due to our own elevated production of natural gas and oil. Now we're watching, we need to follow the lead of Liz Truss in England. She's freed up 131 permits in the North Sea. Norway is elevating its production. Let's do the same easily done, uh, and also the food aspect. Europe has 24 large ammonia facilities for making fertilizers. Those, those 24 facilities have throttled back their production by an announced 35% on average each, which is going to severely affect the spring, har- the spring planting season in Europe for basic food stocks. So we're going to see another secondary effect of these gas and oil prices in Europe cause a 35% reduction in the capacity to make fertilizers, key fertilizers, which have been are underway now, these reductions in supply that are going to affect the spring planting season. So we get, there are more problems than just at the pump and supporting industry, which is already massively a problem in Germany. If we put together Norway, Canada, the UK, Mexico, uh, Brazil and the United States to counter OPEC. W- what kind of throw weight would they have as far as production goes, sir? Those countries, Steve, 28 million barrels per day production. If you take, if we go back to 13 million, where Canada stands, plus the UK, Norway, Brazil, Mexico, would be about 20 a 28 million barrel per day producer of oil and gas oil for the West. For the West, we wouldn't need OPEC. OPEC would become totally neutralized. Now, when you're talking about combating illegal activities that you can't, you know, we can't enforce our laws in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but we can set up an organization in parallel to procure oil from our own sources that would that would completely throttle them. So it's behaving as they do to defeat them and, and put them out of this illegal business of conspiring against global consumers, which they've been at since 1972. This isn't a new thing. So it just went some trouble today's media questions about hostile acts. Of course, illegal conspiracies commit hostile acts every day 
against consumers and competitors. That's why they're illegal in, in, in so much of the West and Japan. Cartels. Can the, can the Biden regime actually respond to this as long as they have this ideology of decarbonization? No, they get confused with that, and it seems to drive their entire agenda strategically. The, the, the life is about decarbonization and net zero. And unfortunately, as long as that is the central thesis and mission of strategy, we're not going to be able to take on this cartel and oil prices by producing more, because the administration is yeah. strongly opposed to that. Kerry himself has said, we're not going to drill more holes. There you go. We've got five different agencies under the, under the federal uh, under the administration, all espousing policies against more oil and gas production and, and with a mission of suspending the use of fossil fuels directly from our, from our Treasury Secretary, from her lips. So she's repeating the strategy of the administration. No, they can't, they can't successfully combat this by negotiating buys from Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. That, that's not going to do it. That's going to embolden it. It's going to embolden it further. They, they, Dave, you called this the day that Biden showed up, that humiliating, when they humiliated him uh, on the meeting with the, uh, with the Saudi prince, MBS. It was humiliating. The fist bump, all of it was humiliating. Yeah. They have no respect. And the reason they have no respect, they realize he's illegitimate. They know it. They know he stole it. And, That's why they treat him with no respect. He, the CCP treats him with no respect. Uh, Go ahead, he sir. voluntarily withdrew the biggest weapon he had against them, which is to outproduce them. He takes that off the table. Therefore, you can't have any power or authority in negotiating with them. And not that you want to negotiate with them, but you remove that and you join them in, in reducing demand or reducing supply for a different reason, that being environmental, it, it, we're, we're kind of on their team, the way he's behaving. So he has no credibility talking to them. 100%. Dave, how do people get to all your breaking news you get up on, uh, on social media? Yeah. Thanks, Steve. At Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Thank you. Tell Dave Bratt and the team down there at uh, Liberty University. Tell them uh, we love them. Uh, we have Love's their up. back, and uh, wish we were down there. Thank you, sir. Great conference. Let's play. Can we Thank now play? Let's play. Let's play the. Let's play the One America uh, hit one more time, and I'll comment on it before we go to break. Um, very close sources. That is because Twitter came back and said, "Hey, we'll actually knock a couple of billion dollars off the price mm -hmm. if you commit to two things. Number one." not let the Trump and the conservatives back on Twitter that we've already banned, right? Number two, if you, may, if you allow the management team to stay. And my understanding is that Elon Musk was not prepared to do either one and said, no, the deal's a deal. If Elon Musk does ever take over Twitter, I think it's, it's interesting to, to point out now, we'll watch how quickly Twitter abandons uh, their whole movement. The whole private companies can do whatever they want. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm sure yes. we'll, we'll yes. see that abandoned yes. quite fast. Yes. Okay, that's Caitlin Sinclair of One American News. I think that entire interview will be up uh, tomorrow. Uh, but the, the heart of it is that we, I heard from uh, sources very close to this deal that uh, Elon Musk was offered billions of dollar discount, billions of dollars of a discount uh, to close the transaction if he, if he agreed to two conditions precedent. And that would be that the conservatives and uh, Trump and other people like that, uh, people they consider unacceptable, uh, would continue not to be allowed to be banned on Twitter. The other is that this hapless management team uh, would stay and run things. My understanding from these sources is that Elon Musk was very quick to say, not even close. If if I'm going to end up buying this thing, uh, I'm going to run it the way it should be run. So we'll have to see how that plays out. This, I think, this answers a big question, and that is why um, why Twitter has not accepted the deal immediately. You know, the deal is at full price. Twitter is a fraction of that value today, and the financing of this for Elon Musk is going to be very very difficult. The uh, Twitter, and also Twitter now, you know, it doesn't really have a business model. No business model, no management team, a value that's dramatically less than the deal on the table. And why is Twitter management not taking it? Uh, and is not, that not a breach of fiduciary responsibility? Why are they not taking this price? Because they want a bunch of conditions to it. The conditions being they want their own little sandbox. The corrupt and competent management team wants to continue to run it. Uh, and they want to keep uh, conservatives off it. Look, it doesn't matter to me. I've never been on Twitter and would never be on Twitter. But uh, it, I think it's quite interesting that they made that condition president to Elon Musk. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. When we come back, 
somebody else in the headlines, and that is the Biden crime family. Tucker had an amazing interview last night. There's also an incredible film out. We're going to talk to the filmmaker and talk about what Tucker exposed last night on his show next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N to make from his business dealings with the Chinese. Yeah. So not only Hunter, I, uh, I wasn't interested. They, you know, they had to work on me for years to sort of, you know, call it, come off the bench and get involved here. In the spring of 2017, I expected CFC was going to deploy billions of dollars through Sinohawk. Um, and I was focused on taking those billions of dollars and making a return on it. Um, and I expected to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I think the Bidens probably thought they were going to make billions of dollars. How much do you think Hunter in the end got from this, from diverting this money? Do you think he received the money? So he definitely received the money. I mean, the, the, the bank statements have been made public. You know, he received over $5 million and then I think an incremental $1 million, uh, in a legal consulting fee to represent, um, Patrick Ho, uh, which is a story in itself. So this seems very cut and dried. Black and white. So I'll tell you what's going down. You know who I am. They told me you were VIP. All connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Act like one. Everything he built, life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! I'm an artist. Tell me how I can help you. I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. You're the smartest man I know. Thanks, Dad. I just wish I could smack some sense into you. I'll never forget Corey Bob. He was a bad dude. No joke. Dad, we were talking about suffering. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point man for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! You had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. The boy. Okay, on an open mic tonight, uh, today in Florida, Joe Biden turned around and somebody said, you don't F with Biden. Uh, sir, I want to disagree with that. A lot of people do, including the war room, the uh, filmmakers, Ann and Phelan McAleer, 
uh, around this blockbuster film, My Son, Hunter, and Tucker Carlson. Last night, I remember Miranda Devine told us Tony Bobolinsky is one of the most important witnesses here. He gave a great interview last night. The media obviously is downplaying it. That's why I asked Phelan, uh, the junior partner in the Ann and Phelan McAleer produ- producing team, to join us. Phelan, this film is only going to get bigger as we get closer to the hearings that are going to take place. And now everybody behind the scenes knows they're going to take place. Tell us about the movie. We've had Lawrence Fox on here, Robert Davi, amazing director, a huge piece of talent for the MAGA movement. Talk to us about the film, and most particularly, talk to why people need to see this to prep themselves for what will lead to the impeachment of Joe Biden, sir. Thanks, thanks, Steve. It's all there. Everything's there in the movie, but it's told around a very entertaining, a very funny, absurdist comedy. It's all there. uh, um, Hunter's involvement with Patrick Ho as Bolinsky, the millions he got there, the millions he got from the Chinese Communist Party, the millions he got from from pro-Russian Ukrainian uh, businesses, uh, it's all in the movie, and uh, it just the real world events just keep proving that the movie was correct all along. Because uh, we were we were basing it on, on very serious research. It's all there. It's told very funny. It's told very amusingly. It's told very entertainingly, and that's why the left hates it. I mean, the, the left have 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 slammed this film, and the message is just going out: don't watch this movie. That's what they did with the laptop story before the election, when Twitter, Facebook, and everyone else shut down the story. Well, we crowdfunded this film. The cover-up stopped now, and people people should watch the movie. And then go and Google and find out uh, what, what the truth is. Phil, would you be open to, to once uh, the new Congress is seated and once everybody's back in January and February, to come back and do a series of screenings? Because I don't think enough people on Capitol Hill. This film, and for anybody that's studied the laptop from hell, which obviously we're one of the guys that, that broke it, uh, the film is absolutely unbelievable because although it's done very creatively, it gives you context and really lets you see how these people think. Would you be open to come back to Washington, D.C. and do a series of screenings before these hearings take place? Oh, listen, uh, that you took the word. You, you must be reading our emails. That is our plan uh, because funny, I don't have the same faith in Congress you do. I think we need to hold Congress people's feet to the fire and I think we need to have screenings after screenings at least to be on a loop 24 hours in Congress so that every day they come into work, they see the Hunter Biden story and they know that there's a real hunger out there for the truth. I mean, Robert Davi, the director, Brian Godawa, the writer, they did a great job in telling this in an entertaining way, but the facts are there and there needs to be congressional investigations. There needs to be subpoenas going out there needs to be um, phone records and emails analyzed. And then, you know, and they need to say this laptop is genuine, this hard drive is genuine. And Joe Biden, where are you in for 10% of this deal? Where are you in for 50% of this deal? Uh, yeah. Did you talk to your son about this? Is this voicemail you? Because those are questions that the mainstream media will not ask. I mean, Scott Kelly the other night with, with, with President Biden's what would you say to your critics? Like, that's not a question. That's a that's a <laughs> no. It's that's a, a sexual act. Feeling we, <laughs> we got to bounce, but I got to tell you, you've made amazing films on fracking. You made ama- amazing films on the abortion issue. I think this may be your greatest and most important film. How do people get to it? How do you get to you on social media? Well, well Breitbart are distributing it, and 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 that's what Andrew Breitbart would have wanted. You have to go to mysonhunter.com. That's mysonhunter.com. Please support it. Um, you can, my name at Twitter, Phelan McAleer. My son Hunter at Twitter. At Twitter, uh, uh, and, and uh, go so go to mysonhunter.com and we'll see you there. Thank you, Steve. You got to see this film. The guys at Break the Bright Bar doing a great job on this. A major, major film. It's only going to get more important as we get to January, February, and the hearings start. Okay, stick around for the next hour. We're going to blow your head off with revelations next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone. 
including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 